podcast. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, transgender people, non-binary people, and trans-binary, bisexual people, whatever. It's episode 40 of the Weird Podcast. Whoa, how do we get here? I'll tell you how, because I recorded 39 prior episodes to this one, and thus numerically, uh, following a sequence, it's episode 40. That's um, an achievement that a lot of people said I couldn't do. And by when I say couldn't do, I mean they, they said to me I shouldn't do. They said, look, don't don't be doing any more of this podcast. It's weird. I, I don't get it. I don't know what this is. But I was like, hey, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. I'm not going to say that word again because... I should. I'm not. I'm not a child, but I'm going to keep doing my thing. My th- I just did it. I've contradicted myself, but I'm gonna keep doing my thing. And I just kept plowing away with this podcast. Um, have things changed a bit through it? Yes. Have segments just mysteriously disappeared, like Shergar with not a mention? Yes. <laughs> but hey, that's why it's the weird podcast. And episode forty. Well, it's a big one. Um, I'm really, really going all out for this episode. Uh, I've actually got the lights on in my garage slash studio. Uh, I also have some clothes drying in the in the studio today, which is uh, whether it's actually to dry clo- dry clothes or to improve the acoustics. I would go for the latter because um, I'm trying to convince myself that it's a bigger deal. You know what I mean than it is. But we've made it. Episode forty. Not a lot of. Very popular shows make it to 40. Like I've said before, Faulty Towers added like three episodes or whatever. Do you know? The Simpsons, don't know if they had 40 episodes, probably not. But the Weird Podcast, it's got 40 episodes. You know, a lot of famous people don't even make it till they're 40. You know, there's the famous 27 Club, where basically people age 27 tend to die it's a bad age to be in the world of celebrity like if you're famous you should just lie about your age and say automatically that you're you're not 27 if you go from 26 you just go straight to 28 you know like on airplanes whenever they don't have row 13 because people will be like yeah if i'm in row 13 there's going to be an accident on the plane despite the fact that there are people in every other row of the plane that me sitting on that particular row on either ABCD or E will bring this whole flight down. Um, so it's unlucky, although it's not true, it's bullshit, it's all in the mind. Um, but yeah, I'm not even 40 myself, although um, I, I, I do admit that I do look in my mid-40s on a good day. Um, yeah, you, you could say I guess I look like, like, like a cartel boss winding his way down into retirement. Um, yeah, do I look like a cartel pause? Yeah, do I look like a cartel boss that's maybe been shot dead and left the bloat in the desert for a few days? Yeah. But I assure you I'm at the very early stages of my 30s, unlike my podcast, which is bursting into episode 40. Whoa, where do we go from here, guys? I don't know. Literally, nothing planned. I'm just coming in here. I'm shooting the shit with nobody. And I'm enjoying it. I'm feeling like the podcast is finally getting a bit of rhythm. I'm enjoying it. I guess what it's, I know what it's about. Just me letting you guys into the weird world of my life, which from the outside is relatively normal. Do you know? Excluding the fact that I do stand-up and comedy and come up with weird, zany, crazy ideas that I like make videos of and shit, maybe once every four months. You know not that weird but the podcast is weird weird as fuck some of these stories i've got for you guys this week very very strange um i would say though one of the the strangest things that i noticed this week as part of episode 40 i thought i would go into having a look at some of my stats of the podcast and you'll be pleased to know listening figures are on the rise every week um, so I just want to say thank you for the people who have been loyal to the podcast, like Georgia and Love Island. Stay loyal, my friends. Or, you know, Mervyn Gibson of the, the Orange Order. He's a loyal guy. I'm not saying he's a loyal listener of the podcast, but he probably is. But just stick that kind of loyal. Do you know what I mean? Stick to it. The numbers are, are on the up. The stats are showing that. So if you're telling people to listen, thank you. You're a true weirdo and a soldier of the cause. Um. But there are people out there that need a major shout out. Um, when you're doing your stats and seeing where 
uh, how many listens and stuff you get each week, you can go in and find out, you know, who your most uh, who your most loyal listeners are, your most um, loyal subject, essentially of the podcast. And I just want to take this time now to you know, just give a major shout out to to who is the most loyal listener of the podcast and. You're probably, I'm, I'm giving like a little bit of a slow build up there so you could probably be listening going is that me that's the most loyal listener well if your name's Ethan Halfpenny yes it's you major shout out to you once I get the t-shirts on the go Ethan give me a shout um, I'll get, get, get one out to you get a, a physique guy t-shirt and you can like either wear it out if you're a physique guy or if you're a total disgrace hey man just just wear it while you're eating Snickers in your bed watching 13 Reasons Why hey that's what I would do you know but um as much as you get to see the most regular listeners, my personal favourite part of it was like where the listens come from. And this, these stats aren't actually from the entire history of the podcast. These are just in the last week. And I have some listens in, not so shockingly, Belfast to start off with. But um, Tom's River, New Jersey. Some motherfucker out there in New Jersey listening to my shit. Drinking the coffee, eating the pizza, having the fucking pepperoni pizza pie. Drinking the Americano coffee and listening to the weird podcast. Go, hey, I know this guy. I don't know what way he talks, but uh, I can't understand what he's saying. But I like the sound of his voice while I'm drinking my coffee and eating my pizza pie. So major shout out to whoever's listening in Tom's River, New Jersey. We got someone in Pisaro in Italy. Um, I realise now that I've invested in going to do every single accent of wherever these people are from. So, um, is it going to be funny? Maybe. Is it going to be racist? Maybe. But um, just know I've got love in my heart like Michael Jackson, so it's uh, not 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 meant to be offensive. But hey, I've already invested. I'm saying this Pissarro, Italy. We've got Port of Spain, Trinidad and Tobago, which I would imagine would be like a Caribbean accent. So a big shout out to my friends in Port of Spain in Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago. Ah. <laughs> Hanoi, Vietnam. How do you, yeah? Hanoi. That, I don't know if that's the right accent, but if it was done, you know, it maybe slightly sounded like a Japanese person with a cold, but that's just, yeah. And last, lastly, Halle in Germany. So there's been a, a Halle, Halle of a lot of lis- listens there. Mm. But yeah, if you're one of these guys or girls um, in any of those places, let me know because I can't. I I literally can't get my head around why there are people there listening to this podcast. Like, what is it about this weird podcast that someone in Vietnam and Hanoi in Vietnam or in Trinidad and Tobago are going? Yeah, I need to get my hook up with the weird podcast. It's baffling. And there's been some other really, really weird places as well. I haven't actually pulled those stats because um, I just looked at the last week's stats. But hey, it's strange and it's cool to know that there are people listening other than just uh, me twice. Firstly, to listen to, to make sure I haven't said anything inappropriate that's going to get me into trouble. And secondly, to listen to, to be like, hmm, is there anything I talked about during that podcast that I could possibly blend and make into stand-up material i'll have what you think about it because that's something i haven't really done too often that i'm going to start doing i'm going from talking on the weird podcast and i find like i'm going off on a wee tangent and it could turn into something i'm going to have a wee notebook with me and i'm going to write it down in my notebook just so i know what i'm going to talk about next time because a lot of that's what a lot of material comes from is just coming up with an idea and running with it but whenever you're talking about your day-to-day life you know, it's it's maybe not a lot exciting. Like sometimes I'm like, what did I do today? And it's like, nah, it's full boring dad stuff. Like no one will want to listen to that in terms of stand-up. Like maybe user keen to know what I'm getting up to on a day-to-day basis. Fair enough, I'll tell you that. But in terms of like actual comedy, mm, I don't know. I don't know at all because this week generally has been a relatively decent week. Like I've done a lot of um important things like in terms of as any regular listeners will know i'm getting married if you're new to the the podcast don't tune out on that like i know a lot of girls probably 
uh, download the episodes and listen every week to be like, is he single? Not fully, not fully engaged with kid getting married. So, you know, just appreciate me for who I am, you know what I'm saying? You can still look up to me. You can still stalk me and still love me and send me money and um, just stand in my garden as long as you download the podcast and give it a five-star review and rate it. That's fine. I allow you to do that. But all I'm saying is I'm not going to I'm not going to leave for you unless directly I'm talking to Nicole Scherzinger here. If you're listening, Nicole, just give me a holler. You know what I'm saying? We'll talk about it. I'll weigh up my options, see where it's going, and then go from there. All right? But on the most part, not. But this week I was um, doing the, what was, right, what was, this is the thing, right? See when you get married, you're bright, like, I want to shout out to McGay following here first and just say one more time, appeal like, yeah, I get that you should be entitled to get married if you want to get married. That is a basic right, I believe. And I think, you know, with Pride being this weekend and stuff, it's brought a lot of um, issues to the forefront again, to people that maybe are ignorant of that. You know, I'm all for gay marriage. I'm all for it. But all I'm saying is, guys, if you, you can get out of it, go for it. Because marriage is, A, very expensive. And B, you get screwed over the whole way through it. Like, I went to collect, um, like, is this even a thing? I went to collect a list that was blank for us to fill in from a place to make a wedding list, right? And this particular activity per se, was pitched to me by my fiancé as like a fun event. She was like, oh, we're going to do our wedding list. How exciting. I'm thinking, sweet, I got to pick some stuff that I would like, put it on a list. People can either pick if they want to get us that or not. Or hey, if they don't want to even give us a wedding present, sly. But, you know, it's your prerogative entirely. But I'm thinking I'm getting some sweet swag here. I'm filling my wee... uh, my wee burlap bag full of swag. I'm sticking all kinds of gear in that and I'm heading over into the sunset with a load of sweet presents. Nah, it's not what it was. I'm thinking, pick a wedding list, go online, go, got, got, need, want, stick it on my list, stick it on email, fire it under the internet, and that's my wedding list. I'm thinking, I'm hooked up. That's what I'm getting. Little did I know, you had to actually go into a store to do this. Now, that's fair enough, because when I go to the store, I know in my head what I need. I go in, efficiently pick it, efficiently pay for it, and efficiently get out. So I'm thinking I'm going in for this wedding list. I'm efficiently going, like, 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 don't like, put it in the list, boom. That's it, out. That's what I'm thinking. It was pitched to me as a fun experience. In reality, nightmare. I got brought to a shop, which was essentially the equivalent of... B&Q, but the Harrods version. Wardens in Newtonards. That's where I got brought to, right? And now, I'm going around here, I'm looking at stuff. And the thing about wedding shopping list is whenever your fiancé picks, it's stuff that, like, as a dude, I'm looking going, we need stuff here. This is what we need. And then she's just going, this is what I want. And there's a big difference between what we want and what we need. For example, a nice cutlery set now it's fair enough to have cutlery i'm not against that but a nice one for like hosting parties and stuff like what's wrong with the sweet cutlery i already have it all matches do you know what i mean you take that out out of the dishwasher get a wee towel shine it up buff it if you want if you've got visitors coming do you know what i mean but why do we need a special cutlery which will just sit in drawers waiting for us to have guests which we will never have the the number of guests that the cutlery equates for do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't even have a dining room table yet. I've spent like seven or eight months wages on a piece of wood, which some dude hasn't even buffed up and stuck legs on yet. So I don't know when that's going to come. So we got this sweet cutlery apparently that we need that's just going to be there for one way of guests, which you don't have the capability to host yet. So that was awkward. And now where the mug off comes, once you get the sweet cutlery, all of a sudden quite clearly if you're going to get cutlery what do you need to go with that you're probably screaming down your earphones here no brainer obviously pastry forks 
So I found out we need we need we need pastry for. Fucking need pastry for the only pastry I get. I eat Greg's. You need no pastry fork for that when you're just taking it in your fist, scrumpling it up and firing it all in your mouth one go. That's all you need. And hey, part of the mug off for that was the woman in the shop. Um, Catherine was like, um, do, you have a, do you have the matching pastry forks for the cutlery? And she was like, oh no, but these ones are, are very similar. They don't actually have a matching set. And I was like, that's a sign. We, do, we don't need pastry forks. But no, no, we've got the closest match set. And I'm like, fair enough. Um, and the woman working in the shop's like, hmm, you mightn't like the cutlery, but I'm sure you'll eat what's provided. And I'm like, so I'm coming in here being mugged off having to pick all this stuff that I don't think I need. And you call me fat in the bargain? Bitch, I've been working out hard. This is me and my... This is the best physical condition I've been in since 2002, when I was like 16 or something. Do you know what I mean? I'd go in there and get mugged off. Whilst I'm already sweating, walking around. The warden's place does not have even floors. Do you know what I mean? You're like walking around this place, the floors aren't even. It's like you're on a ship, on a cruise ship, getting seasick. Into the bargain, getting seasick, and then realising that you're asking for wedding presents, that you're like, what am I ever going to do with these? Do you know what I mean? Pots and pans. Hey, we've got pots and pans. Oh, no, we need special ones. All right, okay. Um, the only thing I wanted was knives <laughs> to cut my head off with um, to get out of that situation. No, I just wanted knives because hey, I'm in the cooking. I like cooking. I like chopping meat. And that's all I wanted. So we got a big list of things, and I just got knives. So we've like put glasses on the list crockery like for again it's all always for guests it's never for day-to-day use it's like oh we've got a nice set now of plates and a nice set of mugs i'm like well can i get a wee couple of them when we get them no they're for guests so basically all all you're doing is just buying stuff or getting bought stuff sorry to put a show on a pretense that everything's great whenever i come in you come to my house you get a cup of tea in your one sports direct cup you get a yorkie cup you get one with george michael on it and you get one that says i'm the world's best dad bish bash bosh what's inside that counts is tea do you know what i mean would you rather drink a cup of tea from from a, a lion bar cup or would you rather have a wet shit in a very bespoke beautiful china bone china mug you know what I'm saying? It's what's inside the mug accounts. All goes to the same place. All gets processed by the human body and shot out. Do you know what I mean? But that's what what the wedding lists are all about. Do you know? When you're a dude, you, I think you just the best thing to do when planning a wedding is just go, I, 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 I. Do you want these? I. What are they? Um, I. You're not listening to me, are you? Aye. And eventually they'll just stop asking. But, yeah, I find that's the most effective way because it's better to just agree. Like, I I don't think as a guy you genuinely agree with anything your fiancé says. The only time you'll, you'll, like, chirp up is if you strongly disagree with something. Like, she'll be like, oh, wouldn't these vibrant neon pink curtains with, um little baby seahorses on them be beautiful for the bedroom you go nah absolutely 100% not and also I've already got those exact uh, curtains in my own private dressing room alright so that you don't want to double match those up for sure don't be be doing that but it's, it's the only thing to say no to oh here why don't we get this uh, nice porcelain mini mouse statue for the downstairs toilet in you know the wee under sink um, cabinet be like nah cause it's f- fucking no one's going to see that shit don't, don't be getting that you know buy stuff you need like kitchen roll like that's what I put in my wedding list kitchen roll why because it's functional I use it every day what do you use kitchen roll for everything if I'm lifting something out of the hot oven you can't find a, an oven glove fold up a bit of kitchen roll you know you spill a wee bit of food on the, the, the tabletop kitchen roll you know, a bit of tea spilt, kitchen roll. You want to wipe the baby's face or bottom, kitchen roll. Do you know what I mean? You're getting married, going to the ceremony, you realise, hey, I ain't got no tissue for the pop out of the square of the pocket. Hey, kitchen roll in there. What, you ain't got no condoms? Whack a bit of kitchen roll around it. Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt, and Dave's your advice centre right here. That's all you need. So anyone 
come to my wedding or not coming, just sending gifts, send me a fucking load. Send me plenty of plenty direct to my house. Make sure you get the one with like the cute wee elephants on it though, because for sure they're the that's the best. But yeah, it's it's an experience getting the old wedding list. And at the same point too, like may I point out, those gifts aren't guaranteed. You know, people could just go, hey, fuck it, I'll give you money, or you can just be gracious of our presence. Which, you know, sometimes I would be. Like, I'll tell you a true story. There was a mate of mine who went to another mate of mine's wedding, didn't buy him a present. Bad etiquette, no doubt. But then they just didn't speak after it. Like, it was weird. I think it was the guy who didn't buy the present was like, yeah, I really fucked up here. I should have definitely got him a present for the wedding but then it didn't and then the guy that was like oh it's strange that he didn't actually get us a present maybe he just forgot but they're not going to mention it and both of them just didn't fall out with each other but just literally didn't speak for about five years until I decided to have a barbecue around here and a couple of the boys were both invited because hey I keep friends with everyone I'm just a peacemaker I'm a modern day Gandhi David Gandhi you can call me because hey he's my favourite most sexy guy there is and I'm also a sexy guy with a beard. Yeah, maybe I'm David Gandhi in Balkan mode. But rather him than Mohandas Gandhi. Do you want me and Mahatma Gandhi? Yeah, his real name's Mohandas. He got given the name Mahatma as like a title. So, hey, fact machine. This guy. Mohandas Gandhi. You know? People be like, oh, next you'll be telling me Mother Teresa's real name's not Mother Teresa. It's not. Jackie Pollock. That's her real name. Mother Teresa's real name is Jackie Pollock. And she's from the Woodstock Road. R.I.P. J.P. A.K.A. M.T. <laughs> Whoa. Off on a tangent there. Who oh, get married? Whoa. What a... Maybe get married is making me lose my mind. Because I'm doing cre- creaky, creepy. No crazy. Why is default creepy? I'm doing some crazy. I'm doing creepy things. Anytime I forget a word, just say creepy. You know, um... <laughs> What do you call that uh, thing that, like, you know, it, uh, what's it called? You, you know, it, like, it, 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 like, cuts cheese down small so you can pour it on. Oh, it's a cheese creeper. No, it's just my default word. I'm fucking things up. But, yeah, I'm turning a bit crazy, I think, this week. Um, I did something I've not done since I was, like, about a student, basically. Because when you're a student, you do things that you think are, hey, this is pretty, pretty gnarly. You'll not believe what I did. Um, I went to two movies in the cinema in one day. Whoa, shocker. I did that this weekend. Literally went to see two films. Why? Because I'm a dude with a kid. There's not a wild, powerful lot you can do when you have a kid. Kid didn't come to me a cinema either, so hey, don't worry about that. But what had happened was my sister has come home. She lives in London. She come home for the weekend. Wanted to take my baby Holly out for a bit. And I was like, yes, yeah, sweet. So then I just left me and Catherine being like, hey, what do we do? And we're like, well... The baby's coming back to us in a few hours. Why don't we just go and see a movie? So he went to the cinema, went to see Jurassic World, whatever the current Jurassic World is. Um, I feel like the Jurassic series is losing the run of itself a bit. Jurassic Park was good because it was like Jurassic Park 1, 2, 3. Then it became World, and I don't know what this one is. It's just like Jurassic New World or something. But anyway, same kind of stuff. Dinosaurs and people. Moral story, they don't mix. You know, no matter what, don't buy dinosaurs, don't live on islands with dinosaurs, don't bring dinosaurs back. They're dead for a reason. Do you know what I mean? Don't fuck with history. Don't fuck with nature. I meant to say nature, but I said history. I'm confusing myself with the National Geographic and the History Channel here. You know what I'm saying? But don't bring them back. It's been proven by all the Jurassic Park series. The dinosaurs are, are essentially, they may look nice, they're cunning wee snake rats. You know, don't trust them. And then the second film I wanted to see was Ant-Man and the Wasp, which was actually really enjoyable. And now I went to see that with my ex-housemate who lives in London also. Not with my sister. Well, maybe with my sister. Who knows? Maybe two of them are fucking flat out and I just don't know about it. But he was back. In fact, the fact that they're both back this week. Thinking too much into it. But he was back this weekend. He loves to go to cinema. I love to go to cinema. I can't drink, hey, because I'm working tomorrow. You know what I mean? i got to pay for my, my kid and my sins. You know, i got to do that, sadly. So, couldn't go for pints. And, yeah, there's not a while lot else to do unless you're fully, like, eating and stuff. And I'm trying to be a physique guy again, but falling off the wagon. So, I want to see the, 
the wasp, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is really enjoyable. You know, but now I just feel all all sleepy and lethargic recording a podcast because I've been to cinema, see two movies. And when you go and see one movie during the day, you, you automatically think when you come out of the cinema, it's 10 o'clock or half 10. Like, it's always half 10 when you get out of the cinema. So to go and go to the cinema and be like 4 o'clock, it's like stepping into the twilight zone and then going back to the same cinema to see a different film. It's like Groundhog Day, but different. Like you're 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 hiding from people that were there earlier because they're like you you've you could have just stayed and gone back to back would have been less weird than actually going coming back with somebody else. I felt so bad that I actually got different snacks than I would usually get when I go to cinema. Normally, you could bet your life if I go to cinema, the big man's getting a pick a mix because hey, I like to pick sweets and I like to mix them up. Do you mean it's the spice of life? I love a pick a mix, and especially now they've got these like balls. These like purple balls with chocolate inside them, they are fucking great. I'd eat a whole tub of those. Not but again I do I do mix it up. I would add maybe a couple of non fizzy cola bottles in there. Like if you eat fizzy stuff like fizzy Harry both fizzy cola bottles, you know, you're in cahoots with Satan himself. You've sold your soul down the line. If you can hold that spice, that flavour, that heat of a fizzy sweet, you know, you're a night stalker. You wander the, the planes of the earth on a turn of the other side of the moon. You know, you're not a normal person. You're a night walker. You're a night stalker. You're a zombie. You're a strange person. You're in in cahoots with Satan himself. If you can do that. Because anytime I put all those fizzy things in my mouth, there's this, like, fountain that lives under my tongue. It's like one of those dinosaurs in the original Jurassic Park. You know, the one that could, like, flip, like, it's gills in the area like it's it's big fat chins it just flips its double chins into like a fan like a sweet little mikado it just flicks the fan out for cha and then spits like poison at you it's like that if i lift my tongue and i eat a fizzy sweet water will just shoot out of my tongue like i'm trying to water a premier league football pitch like i'm a sprinkler i mean i lift that tongue and you're drenched do you mean like you come near see in fact that would be my superhero power if someone's coming near me and they're like trying to like shoot me or whatever I'd be like yo fuck me a Harry Bosar bam lift the tongue just soak them in water like a water cannon you blasting loyalists off meat wagons on the 12th that's what my tongue is like you know shooting out that so I avoid the fizz at all costs I like to go for the basic I also like um, the wee cherries in the pick mix too again not the fizzy ones. Like why would you like why would you take something that is tasty and a pleasant experience to eat and then just make it really shit? You know? Why? Cause you're in Cause you're in, in a legal binding contract with the Dark Underlord. That's why. So why I went there was to say basically I, I, I differ from a norm. I didn't get pick and mix in the afternoon shift. I did get them in the evening, let's not lie, I'm not gonna miss out my pick and mix. I'm not gonna miss hey, if I get the opportunity to get my mouth filled with balls, I'm taking it. You know what I mean? Offer a fiver, that's cheap. That is cheap in today's day and age to get a mouth filled with balls, especially balls that melt and you can swallow. Mmm. So delicious. Mmm. But instead I went for something different. I was put on the spot. When the person was like, when I actually walked up to pay the ticket to get into the cinema, and the woman was like, "Yo, man, what do you want?" Like she was asking me, as in I, I took it to mean at the cinema, not like just in life in general. But I was like, "Oh," uh, looked around like like a really broken Terminator. Like I was looking around trying to like focus on one thing I wanted. Couldn't see anything I wanted, and I just went uh, nachos. And invariably, nachos are disgusting always because hey guess what I don't like plain Doritos and that's what nachos are I like super cheesy Doritos so I ended up with nachos just with this cheese which there was salsa with but my point being why are nachos at the cinema a thing like there is never a less suited food to bring to the cinema the nachos like you're essentially going into a dark room with chips that are shaped in the most awkward shape to dip into sauce like a triangle you dip the point in you're lifting it out with the tiniest bit of sauce on it 
Do you know? It's like whenever you used to poke one of your mates in school with a protractor. Or a compass. It was a compass. Because, hey, if you do it with a protractor, you're a skilled swordsman. You know? But it's with a, a, a compass. You just stick it in. You know what I mean? And you pull it out. There's just a tiny mark of blood on the end of the compass. That's what it's like when you're dipping your chips in. And then you got some salsa on that too. And, hey, it doesn't have good hold on, on the chip either. The tortilla chip. You know what I mean? The nacho. There's no... Because you got to hold the end. You can't, like... Anywhere you turn, the actual, like, plastic container is not wide enough to fit the long edge, edge to dip the cheese on. Do you know what I mean? So you're just dipping the, t- the triangular corner in. And you're in the dark. So then you have to lift up a tortilla chip covered in dripping cheese and salsa towards your face. And you essentially just pour it. Like, I came out... I came out of the uh, the cinema totally splattered. I looked like I'd been at a bukkake party with someone with serious STI problems. You know, like that the, their cum is cheese yellow with bits of blood in it. That's what I looked like. I could have just said like I look like a Big Mac when you lift the bun off. I could have gone down that route, like a burger relish type thing. But um, I just went for full bukkake cum with cheese cum because that's the kind of guy I am. A sick pervy guy. <laughs> but I mean... Who invented that? It's dumb. Why not make square chips and get a big dipping space so you can scoop that on? In fact, why don't you make them like a Pringle shape so you can like scoop it and it'll like the curved edges will keep the cheese on? You know, just a thought. Like there's something to pitch in the Dragon's Den. If you're not going on Dragon's Den to pitch how to make cheap bonfires, like how to make beacons for way, way, way cheaper, that would be the first thing I'd pitch because hey, they're on the up, they'll make you some dough. I would be chipping these new type of crisps at the cinema to save you time, save you money, save you effort. Do you know? Fucking hell, I've gone on there. Jesus Christ. Whoa. I've just offended everyone. I swore. So people who um, don't like cussing have gone, oh gosh, Dave, that's not really appropriate. And those that don't like uh, using the Lord's name in vain, fucking sorry. But yeah, what else we do at a gig this week in Lavery's, which was great i really enjoyed it lavery's is always a place to be um always good night night out always a good night of comedy always fun to do but this week was a bit different colin um had me down to headline the gig which would have been lovely but i'm heading down i'm driving there i'm focused got my set ready looking forward to it i've even gone to the bother of actually ironing a t-shirt you know that's how serious i'm taking it i'm heading down to lavery's get the message through from Colin there's been a serious accident on the road I'm thinking shit my boy's in trouble is he alright he's like nah I'm sweet some dude walked in front of a bus and has died or a lorry and has died I'm thinking that is what I would have guessed having heard that fact because normally if you're a dude you're not built to walk in front of a moving truck at speed you know what I mean that's likely to be the outcome but essentially what this selfish person had done was stop the Lavery's punters from seeing Colin Gaddis do stand-up that day. But Colin being the guy is was rather than going, hey, I'm going to pull the gig, was like, yo, Dave, can you host the night? Can you MC it? Can you keep the whole thing tied together? And I'll get someone else to jump on headline. And I said, yeah, man, of course I can. Doing a friend a favour and also show must go on in that. So I jumped on and enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, so anyone that was at Lavery's thanks for that bit of crowd work was some was some crack chatting to some people found out if, uh, there was a couple in the front row um, engaged and then a couple with them on their second kid fair play to you that's a, a tough gig I, I do a lot of my set about how the tough side of parents the tough side of parenting you know, I don't talk about the good side of it because hey that would make for a boring set I talk about all the shit stuff and then they were right in the front row one girl um one girl gave me a bit of beef for knowing the name Kevin from the Backstreet Boys. Do you know what I mean? I was talking about what the sexiest dudes in the world are. Someone shouted out the Backstreet Boys. And I said, yeah, I know Kevin in that video um, where they're the shirts wide open in the rain. Very sexy. And the girl shouted, how do you know his name? I was like, how do I know Kevin's name? What about Brian, Nick, AJ and Howie? I know them all. I'm keen on the Backstreet Boys music. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's one topic you don't don't come at me with is is like nineties, mid nineties, the mid naughties boy bands. That's my specialist subject on Mastermind. Ask me any question about that and I'll give you a good, correct answer. 
That's what I do. And that was my, my gig this week because hey, I've been uh, trying to have some downtime. You know, after the, my, my show a few weeks back, I wanted to just chill, maybe take a bit of time away from stand up, focus on other things. But guess what? I just fully got in the stand up bandwagon, flat out gigging. I've got a load of new material. I'm coming at you. I love stand up at the minute. This week, um, I am. This Friday, I'm in Cushion Doll. Don't know what venue there is. I think there's just like one bar and one corner shop and possibly a poke fan in Cushion Doll, and that's it. So I'm, I'm, I think if you just walk into the town centre of Cushion Doll and sniff, you should smell my Sauvage fragrance and be able to just get into the venue and watch me. On, on Saturday, I'm at the Stand Hall Festival, which is like a music festival slash arts festival slash poetry and comedy, whatever else. I'm on there. I think I'm on the big stage telling jokes, so that'll be an experience. Um, if you've got your kids, cover their ears, because guess what? This motherfucker cusses, you know what I'm saying? It's 2018, I'm all about those home truths, teaching the kids that hey, it ain't all sunshine and rainbows out there. Some badass motherfuckers with some swear words in the end of their tongue like a serpent in a tree. <laughs> That's me. Come check me out. Yo, come check me. And, uh, yeah, if you want to also, just while I'm on the topic of just plugging gigs and stuff, if you want to uh, get on to itunes and rate and review the podcast since it's a 40th episode i think you should actually go and do that as we gift give me a real nice write-up and five stars if you want if you want to give me less than five stars you know don't don't review it fuck you because i've got 45 five-star reviews and comments and it means it means a lot to me it helps the podcast grow each week the listening figures are up so if you want to be part of that and help me much appreciated subscribe and soundcloud and all as well check out my other podcast boy town do the same thing to the podcast I was Shane Todd it's popping off the minute boy time we've got a sponsor oh whoa yo baby we've got a sponsor for the podcast gonna be starting in a couple ways baby and it's only up to um, so check it out whoa I've just spoken flat out there I could almost go on the listeners questions but hey it's episode 40 I ain't gonna do that you know why because I want to talk to you about the physique guy, and I must be straight and honest, because this is what this podcast is about, I've wavered, I'm still going to the gym, my actual gym membership that I had has expired, because hey, I've moved house, I need to move to a new gym, truth be, I want to train in the gym, I don't want to have to pay big money for, do you know what I mean, I, want, I essentially want the best facilities for the least price, you know, and I'll keep hunting until I can get that, and in the meantime, what I'll do is just keep accumulating equipment for my my podcast studio because my podcast studio is a storage garage it's a podcast studio it's a fridge freezer unit holding area it's actually an alcohol store and it's a clothes drying facility it's a multi-purpose it's like you know those um muggers you see and like near like uh community buildings and stuff this is a mugga a multi-use games unit or something that's what my garage effectively is a great acoustic sound studio and storage space with also a it looks like a, a some sort of clamp which I don't know what the, anyone would clamp in my garage for. I, I'm assuming automatically it was used to torture people with because hey, that's where my mind goes. There's a, a guy who like, cut people's hands off in here and if that's the case, this makes this a haunted recording studio. Awkward. Um, anyway, I'm going to just, yeah, so I nearly go into the story there and forgot uh, getting the cards off my chest about the physique guyness. Yeah, my training's been wavering a bit. My diet, it's more than anything. I'm not eating terribly. I'm just not sticking super strictly to my diet because I feel like I need a, I feel like I need to kick up the ass. I just need someone to just be like, yo, man, fucking pull the finger out. You're doing well. You don't want to turn into a big fatty, fatty bum bum again. You want to be a big, strong powerhouse ox. Do you know what I mean? Like, if the world goes down, there's no more shops and you have to start, like, harvesting your own food, you're going to have to put one of those big horse plows around your neck and just plow the fields yourself you're big and strong and you pump up and you lose that body fat and get those shoulders pumping and that's what i need to do i felt like if i i mentioned that in the podcast i'm calling myself out i'm going hey i'm slacking i'm not being what the physique i should be i just want to put that out there so for next week i'll i'll, I'll jump in again and i'll tell you hey i've had a good week i've died flat out i'm feeling muscular i'm feeling fresh because hey in two weeks time i'm going to my stag do and no doubt i'll be scantily clad against my will 
So I want to at least be able to move a little bit with my body. Like I'm, I just want a little bit of jiggle in my belly and ditties. I don't want to be like a tsunami every time I move. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure I'll be wearing a thong at some point or something like that. So I'll just drop the squats in. I'll drop the lunges in. I'll pop my booty. I'll pop my booty and tighten my tummy. I mean, I effectively want what a post-baby 40-year-old woman wants. A nice tight booty and less jiggle around the belly, please. Do you know? And that's what I'm aiming for. I'm going, to, I'm going to get the diet all sorted. I'm doing the podcast this week just drinking H2O. Some natural water from... Probably... Probably just from any old river that they just filter in a, in a factory. But hey, I'm going to say it's from Perthshire Mountain Spring itself it's probably not it's nice to be back drinking water last week I was drinking white spirits because it looked like water I didn't know until I had a full bottle drank hung outside with one of my mates who smoked cigars I did a drag just like full dragon smoke everywhere fire everywhere my shit that was definitely white spirits I drank there but yeah I'm back I'm going to be, be giving you a full week of dedication and pumping and also going to the gym mmm so check in next week. Couple of weird stories for you this week. Um, since episode 40, normally just go for the one weird story. Um, I've got two this week. But before I get into that, I just want to say, I don't know if you have seen Elton John on his holidays this week with the Fern Dog, his husband, David Furnish. They um, were like holidaying somewhere in like France or Italy or something. But Elton, this is how fresh Elton is. Elton is so rich and so entitled he literally got two dudes to carry him on and off a boat. Like, not in the water. Just literally, he's like, nah, I ain't feel like my legs are going to be walking right here. Can you just carry me down? And these two dudes did it. So what I would say to you do is get your Googles up. Get your Google on. Type in Elton John boat. And just enjoy the image of Elton just getting carried from this little boat on the beach. While his son's watching with his hands on his head like, the fuck are you doing, dad number one? You're really mugging me off here totally mortified that all these people are looking at you and also why are you wearing your stage glasses like why are you wearing your Dame Edna Elton John on stage sunglasses you're drawing attention to yourself dad if you're on holiday just just wear normal sunglasses I'm you know go incognito take the wig off everybody knows you're bald daddy you know you just gotta see that great photo enjoy Elton John but hey, what about the uh, the woman that just fully stole a shark from the aquarium and pretend it was a baby? Oh, hadn't heard that story, had you? No. Well, somebody took Miss Helen, the shark from an open tank in San Antonio, wrapped in a blanket and just left the aquarium. Three thieves stole a shark from a Texas aquarium by removing it from a tank and disguising the baby or, uh, as a baby in a pushchair. Now... I've seen some stinky babies in my time. Like I've seen some ugly babies. You have to pretend they're pretty. But if you see a baby and his face is a shark, you've got to report that. Somebody get social services out there. Be like, hey, there's somebody out there and this baby's so ugly it needs to be put away. It needs to be taken away to the west coast of France. It needs to be put in a, ca- in, in a castle and it needs to have a mask made of iron welded to its face because this baby is a shark face. And hey, how old is this baby? You know, this baby's a couple of months. Why has he got a full set of teeth? Why has he got two rows of teeth? Why are the teeth so pointed that they could just razor blade through your skin? Huh? Get the social workers out to this baby. But they did it. Police have appealed for information about two men and a woman caught on CCTV lifting it from the pool where visitors are allowed to stroke some species of fish. Hey, San Antonio Aquarium, Texas. Why the fuck have sharks available to be stroked by people? That's the ultimate stroke, actually, by the aquarium. Like, there's a few wee things you can stroke there. Why don't you fucking stroke that? Yeah, No hand. There you go. That's what you do. If you want to stroke a shark, you deserve to have your hand bitten off. The footage shows one of the men grabbing Miss Helen, a horned shark, by its tail before wrapping it in a wet blanket and placing it in a bucket in the child's buggy. A member of staff attempted to confront the group but was unable to stop the suspect. Several tips from the public allowed police to identify the truck used to steal the animal and two people later confessed. Police arrested a 38-year-old man and his affiliate. 
local police chief Joseph Salvaggio, Salvaggio, he and Joseph Salvaggio said that the officers at first thought it was a hoax, as the US has been celebrating Shark Week this week. So hey, what a great prank that would be to be like, yo, some it's good, someone struck this shark, baby. That's a shit prank. But hey, it was for real. So the shark that people all know this is wicked serious. People they were afraid that the shark would be unable to survive. But Miss Helen was safely recovered and taken back to the aquarium. Thank God for that. I didn't read the end of that story. I thought we were coming up for a real sad ending and Miss Helen would have just dried up and turned into a wee prune and died. That's what happens to sharks. If you, you lift sharks out of water, they dry, turn into prune, turn into shark bill tongue, and then they die. But yeah, pretty weird you'd want to steal a shark. Makes me think automatically of Ace Ventura Pet Detective when they stroke the snowflake, the, uh, the dolphin. Um, yeah, just getting a news notification from BBC there. If you heard that vibration, apologies about that. Yeah, Ace Ventura Pet Detective, great film. All righty then. On to the next story. Um, yeah, you can check that shark story out if you want. Because, uh, hey, you've probably got an internet and Google and you can basically do whatever you want on the internet these days. But, hey, just act within reason, do you know what I'm saying? Don't be one of these weird pedo-perv guys that, like, go on and look look at images of kids that's just way fucked up you know don't like that scene you know, I'm a dad don't like all this pedophile stuff on that note I should say I didn't I like I wasn't a fan before I wasn't like fighting the pedos corners before I was a parent I wasn't like yeah to be fair like he's a dead on fella you know yeah maybe maybe his tasting his tasting women's a wee bit you know dodgy but hey you know a, a guy a guy works for St. Vincent de Paul you know he's, he's salt of the earth I wasn't like that. I just had a slip of the tongue. Next story, um, you'll be pleased to know, it almost like leads on perfectly um, from like creepy weird guys onto another creepy weird guy. Serial killer accidentally kills himself whilst mm, masturbating with electricity in cell. Hmm. Hmm. Guess what? I'm going to give you a spoiler here, guys. I'm going to come clean. I'm going to say something that might startle it might startle you a little bit. Hey, I've masturbated before. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm a guy. I've done it maybe once or twice before. But one thing I haven't ever done is been like, you know what would make this wank that little bit better? Hmm. If I could somehow just jam this iPhone charger down my chaps eye. Clearly this dude, a Gigi Aegidius Schiffer dubbed the Aachen Strangler guess what that's going to be hard to say I ain't going to be calling him by his real name I'm going to call him Ed Schiffer but a serial killer was jailed for the murder of five women as we found dead in a cell after hooking up an electrical current to his nipples and penis what the fuck like if you're going to hook it up to something man this guy clearly doesn't know electricity if you just put it onto your dick you're sweet because there's no current there, but by tying in the nipples into the game, you formed a circuit, you've electrocuted yourself, you played yourself, baby. Ed Schiffer, dubbed the Akin Stranglers, believed to have killed himself accidentally whilst masturbating with electric shocks in a broken prison in Germany. He was found dead on Sunday with a table lamp cord attached to his body parts, while the other end was plugged into an electric stock socket. Uh, what's Poe? Schiffer murdered five hitchhikers between 1983 and 1990 and was sentenced to life imprisonment, according to the Times. A Bochum prison spokesperson, Candelita Tunkel, like, wait, what the fuck's with names? Just give, I'll just give me a Johnny, said, he removed, obviously she's German, he removed a cable from the bedside table lamp. He then found it around his nipples and his penis and stuck the end in the power socket. Like, Ed. I'm shouting out to you in the afterlife here, in the underworld, wherever you are. You're probably up there or down there. You're more you're more likely you're down there and you're eating your Harry Bosars right now. I know what you're listening for me. All I'm saying is, man, see when you're masturbating in hell, don't tie electric around your dick and balls and then plug it in. If you want to have something around your dick and balls, tie it by all means. Tie it up real tight. Tie it up so tight that it's like, oof, my dick and balls. <laughs> They're pursed together a wee bit too close for comfort. But don't plug it in. 
you know or if you're going to plug it in make sure that the wee red top of the switch is not showing you know make sure it's turned down so you're not going to fully die Schiffer died from heart failure after an electric current flowed through his chest and his death was likely the result of an accident rather than a suicidal incident yeah probably because if you were going to do it just jam the electric in and pump yourself and that would be it he was being held in solitary confinement and was last seen alive at 1pm on Saturday. Schiffer was jailed 18, jailed 18 years after his last murder. After DNA evidence linked him to the killing in 2008, he was caught because he had given a DNA sample to police after being suspected of stealing scrap metal. Probably stealing scrap metal just attached to some sort of current. Maybe to plop a, like a metal dildo up his ass. And by metal dildo, I mean it was just a kitchen soup ladle. Just to, to whack up his hole. He just took a rusty soup ladle from the refuge site in somewhere in Germany. And just rammed it up his hoop and stuck it into the end of a bloody hedge trimmer. Plugged in. Right up his hoop. That's probably how I got the DNA sample for that. His five victims were all women aged 15 to 31. And he had raped three of them. Yeah. You know what? That's the end of that story. It, it ended very abruptly with a fact of what he did. And it was a dark fact that made you go hmm um you know what he deserved to die i i think that that is a probably a fair uh response and i'm glad he's died so yeah deal, deal me about that you know if you're a pedophile guy and a raper and a serial killer i just said he's a pedophile by mistake because i just saw his photo and he looked like one um you know you deserve it and people are probably going, oh, whoa, is that your opinion on capital punishment? Yep. I think that there are certain crimes that you should face the death penalty for. Serial killing is one. You know what? Certain types of, of, of rape as well. Now, I know you're probably going, eh, all rape's terrible. Yeah, I know all rape is terrible. But if you forcibly, like, like there's different types. There's violent rape. Like, that should be you know, punishable by death, I think, you know, especially, like, of of young children, like, see the people that touch babies and all, oh, no, I kill you myself for that, it's disgusting, so, yeah, I think that's something, and I would also just save a load of money, like, see, when I hear stories, like, here, it costs you X amount of dough to keep the serial killer in prison, eating this nice food and all, I'll be like, no, nah, fuck the guys, send them all to, like, dodgy prisons in Thailand, you know, when you see dudes, like, on their holidays, getting blitzed up on mushrooms and stuff, out in the Thai beach party, end up in jail, getting beaten with bamboo canes, get infected, get rats germs in it, and then die. Like, those guys just are having fun, being a bit cheeky, and end up in jail, they end up in awful conditions, and then, like, prisoners over here, or in the States, end up in super conditions. Like, I, see, if I was a homeless person, I'd commit a crime to go to jail, that's what I would do. Even better, better care than that. You know, if you're an old person, see the way things are going on, like in that dumb Murray care home. Shit, you're better off in jail. That's what they should do. Swap, swap prisoners with people in old in bad old folks' homes. They get worse treatment. Sly. Right, that's enough of me sounding like a future furor. Um, listeners' questions to end this bad boy this week. End this bad boy, baby. Let me see what, what we're after time. I'm going to guess. Whoa, 53 minutes. We might actually break an hour here in the Weird Podcast for the first time. What an episode. Episode 40 is. Whoa. Questions. Patrick McAllister. Have yourself and or Shane any gigs, gigs lined up across the water anytime soon? Um, Patrick, I'm going to assume you mean the English Channel. So... Uh, or the Irish Sea I'd imagine it's not the English Channel because hey I don't know if you want to watch me do stand up on Sark or Alderney or Guernsey or Jersey I don't know maybe you do have I done stand up in Jersey before obviously of course I have have I done stand up in France before yes I've done it in England yes Scotland yes Wales no have any gigs lined up not officially lined up right now but I'm going to book a gig for London before the end of the year been a lot of people asking am i going to go over and do a show and i've and i've been like mm, him and han i'm going to get my wedding out of the way in early november and then i'm going to go my honeymoon and then i might book a show for like in and around christmas or i might just stave it off until the new year but it'll be in and around that time december january i'll book a show and i'll do one 
in London. I'm also be looking some more spots possibly in Scotland and maybe Newcastle, Liverpool direction. So I'm going to actively be pursuing spots. I'll be coming over the water. Um, as Booker T would say, Hulk Hogan, I'm coming for you. <clears throat> Chloe Mick has said, seeing as it's the 40th episode, what do you think everyone should have accomplished by the time they're 40? That's a, th- that's a tough question. I think... I don't think anybody should necessarily have accomplished anything by the time they're 40. One thing I've learned is the older I've got, the younger I've felt my age is. Like whenever you're like 15, you look at 30 and be like, fuck, they're old, they're old AF. Those people will be ready to collect their pension in no time. Shit. But the older you get, the sort of like I think you only find out what what you want to be or do when you're like definitely late twenties, mid to late twenties. Unless you want to be like a doctor or a vet or something that needs qualifications from an early age, and you need to start that that be on that health life early. It's hard to actually know. Like I did a degree in criminology, and like. The, the worst joke I always got oh, I do I do a great degree in criminology hey what are you going to be a criminal no dickhead I'm not going to be a criminal that would be fucking stupid because then people would be like oh this guy knows how to be a criminal blah 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 we'll just arrest him dickhead it's how to like it's, you know what criminology is not what you think it is it's shit so obviously the natural thing is I did a degree in criminology I want to be a criminal no I want to be a comedian that's what I want to be so that's why I did criminology it makes no sense either but what I'm trying to say, Chloe, is it's hard for me to, to say what I think anyone should have accomplished. I think what you should have accomplished, the only thing I can think of, is a plan for yourself. So by the time you're 40, you should know what you want to do, at least with the next couple of years of your life. Like for me, I, I didn't actually, I don't set time limited goals, if that makes sense. I just say, look, I want to do X, Y, and Z. And then I'll try work towards trying to do that. And if it takes time, it takes time, you know. But I'll still keep working towards things. And yes, yeah, so we just say everyone by the time they're accomplished, they're forty should have accomplished an understanding of themselves and what they want to do. There we are. It's not a nice answer. Instead of trying to be smug or cheeky or anything or funny, just yeah, a boring, straightforward answer for you. Chris Barr, the man himself. The rude boy has uh, said, "Give me a, this geezo." And he's giving me a big one there. Mm. Right, he said, "Let me just get it up." Oh, said the actress to the bishop. So my weird news story for you this week involves an angry old man, horny drunk people, and a very well pruned hedge. Check it out. And the story is logging up, Lo- logging up. Shit, that is too late for the day for me. Loading up. The title, people keep trying to have sex with this pensioner's hedge and he's mad about it. Yeah. Keith Tyson says that his privy lady, shaped like a reclining woman, is being damaged by disgusting people climbing on top of her. A furious gardener has blasted drunken revelers pretending to have sex with his hedge. Keith Tyson says that his privy lady, shaped like a reclining woman, constantly being damaged by people trying to shag her at night. He says they're climbing on top of her and pulling her legs apart. You know what's disgusting? I just peered out about 4.30 in the morning and why awake watching Babe Station and there was a guy on top of her going through the motions of having sex with her. Um, I imagine he's not like fully penetrating her like I think it's just for a photo op, probably. He told BBC, makes me feel a bit sick, because I'm thinking, no, no, that's not the way to behave, in lots of ways. Mm. Mr Tyson from Sheffield has sculpted the hedge for 40 years. It started off as a Greek god, but Mr Tyson opted to turn it into a reclining woman in 2000, and he's now considering putting up a sign or an alarm to curb the behaviour. To be fair... She is quite sexy, Mr. Tyson. You know, uh, I wouldn't mind a lumber of her myself. Oh, by the way, for this article, Mr. Tyson's in it, arms crossed, not looking happy. He added, It's not always a guy, actually. Sometimes a woman will climb on top of her as well. I don't want them to behave like that with my privy lady. She's too privy or private, you know. 
Mr. Tyson studied at the Royal College of Art in London in 1960 and has won awards for his designs. Hey, and that's the end of the end. What's with these articles just ending? Hey, by the way, here's a full story. We're leading you somewhere. We think it's going somewhere. And then there's just a blunt fact and it's over. Um, yep, that was a great story. Thanks very much for that, Chris. And this question is, I'm going down to Dublin tomorrow to watch Liverpool versus Napoli. Then a night of pints after. But will we ever find out the outcome of the Champions League of Weird? Nah, you know why? I just wasn't feeling it. I got to the point where I was like, you know what? This There was no feedback for it. No one was interested. It was just wasting time. And I just went, you know what? It's been. I've been the Champions League of Weird. And might have come back in a less arduous format? Yes, probably. But for now, it's dead in the water. So I don't think you're going to find out how it ended out but by the way if I were to bet who I would put the bookies favourite odds on to win it be a dude just turned his whole entire body into a cat that was definitely the weirdest he's also dead now which is sad R.I.P. Catman but you know yeah well I was going to say nah ain't going to be ending my man Chris Henning well Dave how's things hope you had a good week uh, how'd it go at Lavery's um, my question is, if you had the option of just doing character sketches and getting very decent money for it, but no more stand-up, would you? Chris, I'm just going to call you out on this here. There's loads of questions there. So your question this week is, how's things? First of all, they're good. Hope you a good week. Yes, mate, I did. How'd it go, Lavery's? Very well. Um, covered that already. But the question that you really want focused on is just, if... If I had the option of doing character sketches and getting very decent money for it, but no more stand-up, would you? Um, it depends, really, I guess. I would say instantly my normal response would be no, because stand-up's what I love to do. It's my favourite to actually do. But it depends how decent the money is, too. Like, if it was enough for me to not worry about cash and sort out my, my familia... You know, and live comfortably, more comfortable than I am at the minute. Yeah, I'd have to consider it. I would probably get to the point where I was like, nah, I need to do stand-up again at some point. What I might do, actually, is do stand-up in character, if I really needed to. But I don't like characters doing stand-up, to be fair, so it would probably be a pain in my arse. Matty Carlton. Why is the NBC so rude to Papa all the time on Twitter? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why Shane feels the need to be rude and cheeky to me on social media. Um, I think he's trying to annoy me, but I think it probably makes him look more of an asshole than it does annoy me. So, you know, fair play to him. Let him carry on. It won't, won't bother me. Um, Crazy Legs, as I said, happy 40th birthday to the sexiest, weirdest podcast I listen to. Here's to another 40 glorious episodes. Happy birthday, weird. You know what, Crazy Legs, cheers for that wasn't actually a question. I, I just read that as a question. But thanks for the for the uh, the support and Yeah. Hopefully I'll get I'll get another forty episodes. It seems like a while away yet. It's funny now actually sitting going, Oh I've done forty episodes of this and going, I wonder what will have changed come the eightieth episode. Maybe I'll write some uh, predictions. In fact, I will. I'll write some predictions of what will be happening by the time the 80th episode comes along and then see if they have been fulfilled. And if not, I'll probably just, you know, I'll look like an egg and onion sandwich because I'll have the spread on my face. Um, Stu has said, Happy 40th birthday to the weirdest podcast in the world. But Dave, what I want to know is what is the weirdest career change you would fancy? For me, I would fancy professional competitive eating. Hmm, I don't know. That would be an, an awkward one to do as a job, because if you ever noticed... Oh, there goes my old dead dongs dropped on my shorts. <laughs> um, yeah, competitive eating. I don't know if that would be fun, because I enjoy eating. It's a pleasure for me, so making that a, a job where you're forced to have to do it might take some of the fun out of it. Um... And also, it's like, it's always super skinny dudes or the master speed eaters. And like, contest eaters are always really frail guys. Never just a big, fat dude shoveling Tucker down his throat. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's never just a big, fat dude with just two guys with shovels just firing donuts down his mouth. You know, like as if he's some sort of steam train. Uh, never. And um, for me, what I would fancy, I suppose 
what would be weird and what would be a change. I think if you go for a full career change, it would be a bit weird. But for something that I would change to and enjoy, probably become an artist. As in an actual artist, physically painting and drawing. Because I, I would immerse myself in it. Like I'd wear like the big like muslin shirt and stuff. Just the big paint splattered shirt. I'd wear no trousers or pants either because I feel like I'm more creative with, with an aired sack. Um, and I'd definitely grow a moustache out and paint with um, an easel all the time. And I would, would relocate to a small duplex on the Shetlands. And that would be my career change. Feeling that, I would become a, feeling that I'd become a lesbian porn star. Work that one out. Um, and the last question, Finney McGrath, or McGrath, has said, Scientists led us to believe... That all of our cells regenerate every seven to ten years. If that's the case, why are tattoos permanent? Who's lying? Whoa. That's actually a very good question in a really mind bogglingly weird way. Um Yeah, you're right. If if cells regenerate, that should cause the era- the erasing the, the erasure of tattoos. That try to discover but yeah, how are they permanent? I don't know. Maybe it's just internal cells and the skin cells don't. Definitely tattoos lighten. But I'm going to go and say scientists are lying. And those stats, or those facts are just entirely made up. You know, scientists, they, they lead us, they've led us to believe that. But it's maybe not based on fact. Maybe just some scientist dudes just said that. Like sometimes I say things which I... You know, newsflash say are facts, but in in real life, I've just made it up. Like Andre the Giant was vegan. See, easy to do. But guys, you know what? That's I'm gonna say that's a wrap for this week. We've actually gone over the R. Whoa, what about that? That's a, maybe a weird podcast first. Going over the R had lots to talk about. In conclusion, I just want to say, guys, thank you for any support you've given me for this podcast. In the last 40 episodes, it's been a long slog. In the beginning, I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. It's probably is a waste of my time, to be fair, in some extent. But there's enough of you now listening to it that I, I am dedicated to doing it every week. And it helps me get material. So all I want to say is, guys, thanks very much for the support so far. And if you haven't already, get yourselves over to iTunes, rate and review. Five stars, please. The podcast, and the better the reviews are... If they're funny, I'll read them out. If they're weird, I'll read them out. Do that. You know? Maybe tell one friend, listen to this weird podcast, it's decent, or, you know, or don't. You know, if you don't, I won't know, unless you're going to tell me. Here, mate, I was going to I was gonna get people to check out your podcast, but hey, I just didn't fucking want to, because I'm that kind of way, I'm an asshole, you know? I go, I respect the honesty, but also fuck yourself. And, yeah. Thanks very much, and here's to the next 40. Um... You know, if you're that way inclined, up the hoods. And if you're not, enjoy the rest of your week. And I'll be back next week. Bye.